Welcome to EvanTheCan.ZW, where we explore the humanity in Christianity, which is not only exciting because it rhymes, but because it's been a long overdue conversation. Today, in our little corner of the pulpit, we're joined by Guguletu, which is spelled G-U-G-U-L-E-T-H-U. What does Guguletu mean? Hello guys, so my name means our treasure. I was actually born on my parents' anniversary. I know, sweet, right? <laughs> so uh, I was due on the last week of November, but then uh, I didn't come. I don't know why. So my mom had a, had a dream that um, on her anniversary, which is my birthday, the 9th of December, my dad came with balloons uh, written um, happy anniversary instead of it's a girl. And then she just knew there was something special about me. So she named me Guguletu. That's so sweet. And just, you know, in continuing from the topic of Guguletu means treasure. And when we think of treasure, we mean wealth. That really just brings us to the, brings us to the core of our conversation. Today, the topic of the discussion is give a gelemani and what we're going to be talking about is wealth politics and christianity so just tell us how you got to be so passionate about this specific topic it's just in the name you know i was just destined to be a millionaire <laughs> so i've always wanted to be um to be wealthy in life to be successful you know and um building being a billionaire is something I was passionate about and being human, I researched about it and I got to know how, you know, to be one. But then when I started researching, I also found out the flaws and the downside about being a billionaire. And it's something that touched me because I'm also a Christian and I didn't want to, you know, sacrifice one aspect of myself so that the other one flourishes. I wanted to be um, a circular person, a well-rounded person to be Christian and also to have money because there's also a belief that if you have a lot of money, you can't be Christian uh, because how can you have so much and some people have have so little. And even continuing with this idea that, wow, you can't have oh, a disproportionate distribution of wealth within Christianity, like, wow, you can't have so much money and people have so little. I think there's a lot sp more specific indoctrination with this idea that money is inherently evil. And a lot of people use the Bible to justify to justify this from the verse that says money is the root of all evil. But for one, that's out of context and that's not what was meant by that. Or even in Matthew where um, Jesus talks about it's easier for a, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. So people then, again, taking it out of context, interpret this as well. If you're poor, you have a greater proximity to God, which is so problematic, especially in, in countries or in Africa generally, because this narrative or this ideology is then used to take advantage of people, especially already people in socioeconomically vulnerable spaces. So it's quite scary, to say the least. <laughs> Especially because it's very, it's very predatory from religious figures where you have them taking advantage of people who, for example, don't have access to financial literacy or people that are already in impoverished situations. You have this whole, this craze of seeding you all over where it's like, well, if you do this, God will do this for you. And then it ends up being a situation where God is a God of works or this idea that God cannot exist in spaces where there's lots of money or as well, God cannot 
not exist in spaces where there's not enough money, which is really, it's, it's, it's worrying that you have this idea put forward that God can only exist in certain spaces. But wow, please do continue with your views on that. Being Christian is about um, your heart and what, you, what God does for your relationship with God. It shouldn't be about any external factor. Like you shouldn't be the best to be loved by God. You shouldn't be the wealthiest to be loved by God. You shouldn't be the poorest to be loved by God. God exists everywhere and he is for us in whatever we do. And I think um, about being oppressed is because knowledge is power and some people don't read the Bible so they have no idea and it's really easy to oppress people if they don't have the knowledge because they won't understand that you know things are being taken out of context it really is so scary where you have this whole martyrdom narrative put forward that ah in order to love god you need to really suffer right but as the congregants who are suffering say you are not suffering you and your household are quite fine and the rest of us are suffering so how did you get to this realization, epiphany, revelation, whatever you prefer to phrase it, that being a billionaire is just not your portion anymore? So I researched and being a, you can be a billionaire by two things. It's either you exploit people and that's why you find there are more millionaires than billionaires because billionaires go the extra mile to exploit people. And it's either uh, someone exploited people for you, so now you have just inherited the money. That's the other way you can be a billionaire. So I got to think, you know what, exploiting people goes um, up beyond everything I believe in and is mostly unethical. Which is so interesting as well, because I know there's this case of Chuck Fenny and he's made rounds recently because he's this billionaire that had the privilege to say that I want to die broke. So he chose to be broke. And, you know, that's his business. But with him, he was a billionaire that intentionally made sure that he gave away all of his wealth before during his like while he was still alive before he died so he worked hard to be a billionaire so that he could give back to communities which shows that within itself there's nothing inherently wrong with being a billionaire there's nothing inherently wrong with money but like you said it's the ways in which you amass that wealth and what you then do what you do with that wealth thereafter exactly that also brings upon the point of hoarding wealth hoarding wealth is when you and your household have more money than you can use in your lifetime so now it's gotten to the point of you've bought you know those lamborghinis you've worked so hard for you now have houses um in every country you dream of and now the money is still there you can't spend it because now you have more than enough for yourself and um, when when that happens, you are classified as hoarding wealth, which becomes a problem because uh, there are some people like in Africa who have no education because they have no resources and clean water is also scarce in some parts of Africa. And you have people living way beyond the poverty line and you have some people who are above now who are hoarding wealth and it becomes a problem, you see. Mm, certainly, certainly. And then you look at it, because at this point, you can see that it's now a twofold concept. On one end of the spectrum, you're being told that, well, in order for you to really look like you love God, you have to be broke, right? And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people that have access to all this wealth, but are not giving it back to people. And I, I think 
you can really see how unethical it sounds when you look at the figures. A billion is how many? Like a billion is a lot of zeros. How many? How many zeros is that? A billion is actually twelve dollars. I mean twelve zeros. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, when if you earn fifty million in your life, you probably uh believe yourself that you're pretty like well off, and you are actually, but you're like nine hundred and fifty million away from being a billionaire. Let that sink in. Like that's like a lot. And what happens is, uh, human beings we aren't programmed to like know huge sums of of numbers we always try to minimize it so so as you can see one million seconds is actually 11 days and one billion seconds is 32 years whoa that's a lot yeah let that sink in and i suppose you then look at billionaires and i you i don't think it would be a very truthful statement to say that they don't donate because they do donate to the poor they do do their especially because it's probably legally required as well for you to do your social responsibility but even di- delving deeper into that donations what does it actually look like when billionaires donate especially in um financial terms oh yeah that's another thing billionaires aren't actually charitable do you know Millionaires donate more than billionaires, and they usually donate 0.1%, yes guys, 0.1% of their wealth, which looks like $500 million. And I know you would say, oh, that's a lot of money. But if you look at the amount of money they make in a day, they donate barely a quarter of what they make in a day, guys. Barely a quarter. Which is problematic because the more you have, the more you have to give away because you owe it to society, you owe it to to other people who don't have as much wealth as you, you know, and you should use your wealth to help people because that's the gist of it because you don't live human beings don't live in a vacuum you need other people and as much as you know the world is not fair we should make it fair we should be the difference exactly and in talking about how we should be the difference and where this conversation becomes more or the more relevant is when we acknowledge and understand that yeah we're talking about money and all these different topics but really it's a heart issue it's an issue of you have the advantages you have the means to help people to make lives easier for people because look life is hard enough as it is and you you simply just don't like you really don't and as much as talking about billionaires and millionaires may be intangible to a lot of us especially at this age to a target audience but if you're like a billionaire please donate to us we'd absolutely love that you know (laughs) but it's a hard issue where you have the means to help people in your immediate community and all the spaces around you and you just simply do not and a great way to curb this or that at least i've learned is to understand that or look at privileges that you have or just any amenities that are easily accessible to you and not everyone else is seeing it as though you've taken it from another person so when you see your access to education as something that you've taken you then look at it as something you have to give back how do you do that when you see the fact that you even have access or wi-fi a gadget or what have you not to listen to this podcast right you must use you know that privilege to share with all your friends and family members but no more seriously um 
just looking at the privileges that you have and seeing that there's a very direct and specific intentionality with your gifts and what you have access to and how you should just give it back to your community, to your immediate circles, to your immediate spaces. And I want to hear more about how Gugu does that in her own, you know, in her own life. I give people my time, my undevoted time, because I'm one person, uh, if you have me, if you call me, I'll give you my attention, or if you take me out for lunch, please do. (laughs) I won't use my phone, I'll be attentive to you, and I I think I'm a pretty joyous person, you know, I spread uh, love and light wherever I go. Like, I'm one person, when I'm walking down the street and I see a kid, I will say, hi, how are you? What What are you doing? And my it annoys my sister so much because she's like, ah, they'll think you want to steal this. And I'm <laughs> like, no, you know, you could make someone's day by just stopping by and smiling and being like, hi, how are you? You know, everything is going to be okay because you never know what's going on in someone's life. Yeah, and like you said, it's the simple things. You are certainly not a billionaire. I know that because you're always asking me for money. You are certainly... <laughs> nowhere near that right but it's it's not about the money at the end of the day it's the issue is not that people have money the issue is not that they are billionaires in the world it's unethical that people can amass that much wealth right but when you look at it at the basis money is really just pieces of paper you know whether you want to call them bond rtgs usd etc etc it really is just paper it's more what are you doing with that privilege and the access you have which reminds me my favorite bible verse right is when mordecai is talking to esther and the jews needed to be saved and esther was in a position where she she could have saved them which she eventually did but before that because mordecai right came to her and was like look we need help use the privilege you have use the access you have use the position you have to talk to the king but the thing is at that point it was such a big risk for her to do because had the king thought about her sideways or if anything went wrong she was going to die and then mordecai was like to her look esther look right god is going to save the jews and if you don't want it to be through you that's fair and fine but salvation of the jews will come one way or the other but it will have implications on you and your father's household right and he ends it so peacefully like he comes from saying that if you don't do it you and your father's also perish but he's he ends it so peacefully it's actually esther esther 4 verse 14 the final sentiment, sentence is one i focus on where it says and you know but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this so being a christian you have a very profound awareness that nothing of yours is actually yours your body does not belong to you you within yourself you 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 just don't belong to you. your actions are never for you or at least solely for you they always may serve a greater a greater purpose and even when you look at again the privileges you have access to and especially why wealth is such an important discussion is because a lot of us are chasing the bag you know it's just the reality of the matter a lot of us have been put in financial positions by our parents guardians the spaces that we exist in where we have access to these things but also attached to that is a very profound awareness that it's really been grace you can't say that you're the most hard-working person you're the smartest person but you know all of the things you've had access to just because of the grace of god and even within that like i can't speak on your business but you know something where you're like ah really i did it but that was that was God quite genuinely. So when you look at that, like God has given this to me, it shouldn't be a thought that ends there. It should be a thought that's followed through. Like, okay, God has given me this access. God and his his sovereignty, his providence has 
said to me, I want you to have this, but now that I've gracefully accepted it, what am I now doing with that with which I have access to, that with which I have been given? And in Roman 8, God talks about that. It says, uh, if we live, we live for God. If we die, we die for God. Whether we live or die, we are for God. So our lives basically belong to God in whatever we do. So the least we can do is glorify him, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're actually coming towards the end of our discussion a lot more now intimately and a lot more in your business, right? What would you say is your favorite thing about God? I think his unfor- his forgiving uh, nature, how whether you do good or, or bad, he still blesses you, you know, you still get... um the same privileges as someone who is on the right path if you have uh, turned the wrong turn you know he's still for you in whatever you do and he loves you enough you know he he does he's never ending never failing your reckless love of god it's really it's it's phenomenal it's wow it's something else right um what would you say to i want to be a billionaire gugu at this point because i'm sure she was in it yeah because she was researching and everything what advice would you give to her in that season of her life you know gugu still wants to be a billionaire you know but i want to make a difference because i think that's my calling to make a difference and that should be everyone's calling to make a difference in whatever you do so when i'm a billionaire you know i'm going to make a difference i'm going to be different i'm going to donate my money because that's why i need it because i need because i was influenced because i needed the money to do something i love so i'm going to work hard so that other people can get the opportunity to do something they love but using my money you know oh we love we we love to see it you know i also have things i love so when you have you only have your ability please really just just hit me up because you know me i also have things that i would need (laughs) a few millions on how does this because I'm sure you've given this out of thought and a lot of intentionality. How does this idealistically look like? First donate to my phone and then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so um when I become a billionaire, I'm going to form a society where they uh donate like five billion. And then what we'll do is uh it's either I'll form um a foundation or would who find one where we'll donate all our money and then they will use the money for a good cause like um for education for water for electricity for the better development of the world basically that is that is that is incredible and you guys you heard it here first so when google does become a billionaire this interview is going to be worth so 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 much and you know, as just as you go about your week, remember the treasures that you have within you, the the googleity within you, and allow that to shine. Don't be complacent. Be intentional. Identify what treasure is surrounding you, the privileges you have, and really just go forth and make the world a better place. Do you have any final thoughts? That's not treasure. You better protect me. <laughs> anyway, you should find, you know, find your reason for being and and follow through. And um should always remember to the main purpose we're here on life at this time is to live it 
better than we found it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That that brings us to the end of our conversation here on OpenTheCan.ZW. To find out more about us and what we do, check out our Instagram page, OpenTheCan.ZW, or really jump onto our blog, which is called The Pew Leaflet. You know, comment below if you get that. And if you're new to the kingdom and the faith, I will steal the line from Mordecai and just go on to say, and who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Go on and have a blessed week. Love and light. Hugs and kisses. (laughs)